0: Hey, everybody, this is Armando Torres, and you're listening to the show before the show.
1: And I'm Paige Wesley.
0: And with us, we have...
1: Salinated water.
0: That's right. That's right. Our plane has crashed, and we're stuck on a mystical island that may or may not be an allegory for... Uh, purgatory? Purgatory. Thank you. I forgot what the word was.
1: I don't know, uh, but that smoke monster, what's his deal?
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's who I want to hang out with for 420. That's what they call me. They call me the smoke monster. Uh, Yeah, we've got a great episode for you. We're covering Mormonism again, specifically Brigham Young and his whole bullshit uh but before we get into it we wanted to tell you that we have patreon you're gonna you can go to patreon.com slash cultpodcast um also panic fest is coming up the week of uh, april 15th i don't know that tickets have been on sale yet it does not, not appear so yeah uh but we will give you more information but we just wanted to give you an update and say hey If you're in Kansas City, Missouri or nearby, you're going to want to go to that because it's fucking awesome. Panic Fest rules. We go there every year. I'm super excited for it every single time. And now they have this really cool basement that feels like a mix between a blockbuster and like the quintessential mom's basement. Um, It's it's, awesome. It's fucking awesome. So you're going to want to go to that. That's the weekend of April 15th. Uh, keep that locked and loaded Paige has a bunch a bunch of killer shows coming up so go ahead and follow her page hit them socials real quick girl yeah yeah
1: yeah. that's at Rampage Wesley on Instagram or at Paige Wesley on Twitter but Instagram is the place where most of the show stuff goes
0: absolutely so go ahead and check those out and uh, I think without any further ado let's hop into the show Hello. hello 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 drink the cool
1: these are our opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley.
0: And I'm Armando Torres.
1: And with us we have trains
0: uh, <laughs> both wagon and regular. <laughs> And there was such a pause <laughs> that I was like, <laughs> what is she possibly going to say? With us, we have Mormonism, plates, Utah, anything. We do have
1: plates again. There are plates in in a roundabout way. Sure, so
0: sure. And then you go trains. Trains. <laughs> okay. Hell yeah. I'm excited. You texted me a little bit uh, last night about how crazy that this episode was going to be in <laughs> yeah. terms of uh just general racism and uh mm-hmm. uh w- craziness and you said but <laughs> but here's a silver lining we finally go to utah
1: <laughs> yeah a little bit well or rather we start to go to utah sure
0: sure sure but i think you might be the sure. first person to ever say and here's a silver lining <laughs> lining we're finally headed we go to, to utah, utah. <laughs> oh awesome cool yeah, I don't know. I hear Utah's beautiful. <laughs> I it is it is a it is a beautiful, beautiful state and it's my favorite state to drive through. and I okay. mean that in every sense of the word because one, it's beautiful and two, the whole time I'm like, I can't wait to get the fuck out of Utah. <laughs> I'm glad that I'm just fucking trucking through, baby, <laughs> uh, but I would gladly take a train through Paige. Hit me with them sources.
1: Let's go. We've got Fawn Brody with No Man Knows My History, The Life of Joseph Smith, uh, because we are Joseph Smith's fingers loom large over all of Mormonism. Uh And I don't know that we'll ever get through an episode of at least Brigham Young without being like, remember, Joseph Smith did this dumb thing. It's going to happen a lot this time, too. Uh, We've got John G. Turner's Brigham Young Pioneer Prophet. Uh, We also have Leonard J. Arrington Brigham Young American Moses now we are going to get to why he is called American Moses in this episode so we will talk about that which okay. is kind of interesting we also have articles on Brigham Young from the Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints website churchofjesuschrist.org uh, as well as the papers.org. and then we have two articles from the Salt Lake Tribune one what happens in an lds temple new guide offers first timers real answers and your quick a to z guide to mormonism part two
0: yeah that one comes to us from mormon buzzfeed by the way
1: <laughs> which mormon are you <laughs> take this quiz do you like pizza or the seaside yeah
0: oh uh... i just took the quiz and i got very good high school quarterback who eventually takes over his father's business
1: i got tinkerbell somehow
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh two things first and foremost uh i really love that the first source that you had and i'm sure i've made this joke before but no man knows my history sounds like something very sassy that i've heard yelled at a club before
1: (laughs) only judy can judge me no man knows my history yeah (laughs) no man knows
0: my history (laughs) Uh, secondly, American Moses, I did forget that in the 1900s, there was that huge flood and they were only allowed to take two of each type of person. That's um, Noah. <laughs> oh, Moses was the one who split the sea,
1: split the red sea ah, Led the, okay. the Israelites out of Egypt. Look, yes.
0: I knew that it had something to do with water. With the sea. Yeah. Yeah, you I wrong. know that most of, most of the, the big figures had to do something with, uh, not getting wet. That's most of the Bible. There was Noah who was like, I don't want to get wet and I don't want my animals to get wet. I'm going to build a big boat. There was right. Moses who was like, I can't get wet. I'm going to split this sea so we can go through. And then there was Jesus who was like, <laughs> I'm magically not getting wet. I'm y'all. walking on water. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's fucking moon walking and shit. It's awesome. Awesome. um and last lastly it's something that's always tickled me very much is like i didn't understand how they named churches when i was a kid and mm-hmm. so i would see all these things of like the first church of jesus in like covina california and i'd be right. like wow the first one huh
1: that's- <laughs> he came to covina you know it's funny that you met <laughs> you mentioned this We're going to get into something very
0: similar to that later in this episode. Awesome. I fucking love it. Yeah, I've never been able to tell that apart, and I know that there's got to be a reasoning for it, but I've always just been like, oh, the first one? And then I remember seeing a second, the first something of something or other, and being like, well, one of these motherfuckers is (laughs) lying.
1: It's usually within a denomination, the first church of that denomination within that city.
0: Okay. Okay. There
1: you go. You know, my, my, uh, my, the flavor of, of Jesus that I was raised in, uh, doesn't number. Uh-huh. We pick new names every time.
0: Okay. So See, that's cool because I've never seen the fifth church of Jesus Christ.
1: We're not very creative with names. Cause like, honestly, if you were like, yeah, I go to cornerstone. It's like, which one of the 45 cornerstones do
0: you go to? <laughs> gotcha. So you have yeah, like, yeah. You, you went to the like McDonald's of Jesus
1: right 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 uh yeah, yeah yeah the yes honestly yeah in a lot of ways uh yeah like the the church we went to in high school uh now is called three crosses because it has three giant crosses okay. next to the freeway Hell yeah. to the point where it's like like a like a tourist <laughs> like uh like I, like you spot it from the freeway and people are like now the bay starts here uh like this is Ah. like one time on tiktok uh there was a creator who was like everyone knows the bay don't start till three crosses and i was like i would debate you on that because of a map but sure
0: (laughs) (laughs) no but in my heart it doesn't start in my
1: heart it doesn't start there Uh, but the church was actually for a long time just called neighborhood church (laughs) which is like yeah it's it's not very it's fe- um, it's fe-
0: honestly, Three Crosses sounds like a Christian luxury apartment complex. Oh,
1: like- <laughs> it does, though! <laughs> Welcome
0: to Three Crosses. Welcome Our three state-of-the-art crosses. Olympic pool has glass over it, so everyone can feel like they're walking on water, too.
1: Right, exactly.
0: Three yeah. Crosses is the only-, <laughs> it's the only place where we have a faucet that spits out wine, so you, too, can turn water into wine.
1: Or, like, usually they're named after they oh god they all sound like apartment complexes. No one's ever pointed this out to me. We for a while we went to a church called North Creek.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty That's sure. That's
1: absolutely like an apartment complex.
0: I'm pretty sure I put in a fucking a lease uh uh application to, to North What was it?
1: North Creek. North well, Creek. Yeah. North Creek. Uh there was there's a Maria Bamford bit where she talks about how how Christians name coffee shops. Uh and she's always like You're coming down to the rock it's a cool coffee shop with community stuff and things for kids and i was like that's definitely a christian coffee
0: shop Yeah, hundred <laughs> like, percent.
1: but you i could also see someone being like the rock church or there was a like uh well there's a i mean there's like circle something locally that i drive by every once in a while mm. and there's like four cornerstones
0: Anyway, I I just want to go to the rock church and then and then quickly leave. And when somebody goes, what's the problem? I want to go. I thought this was a religion dedicated to Dwayne the Rock Johnson.
1: (laughs) Rock Johnson. I got to get the fuck out of here. And I have been redeemed. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Now every now I'm just like rifling through all of the churches i know that sound like apartment complexes and my life will never be the same it's gonna and crack it's, me up forever it's fucking it's all of them
0: this is the first studio apartment oh. of jesus christ oh
1: my god where do you oh. live over at jesus's arms uh <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: it's rent controlled uh hey, anyway
0: look, everyone knows rent and don't start till the three crosses baby <laughs>
1: Oh, you've definitely seen them because I know you've been to the Bay. You oh, probably absolutely. Past them, yeah. I have.
0: I have a hundred percent. I know what you're talking about. That's what's oh, wild yeah. to me. Because
1: they're fucking massive. Yeah. They're
0: huge. <laughs> yeah. And there's three of them. Okay. All right. Sorry.
1: Well, and they're on. There's there's two inside baseball, but who cares? You're you're on the ride now. They're on the very very corner of the parking lot, and sometimes during Easter they would have like sunrise services under the crosses and you never realize just how big they are because no one ever drives over there it's just like along the freeway until you're like standing below them and you're like holy cow like they built these in like the 70s (laughs) like this is huge
0: this is only sort of related but it, it it feels like the same vibe of like today this morning I looked at a series of pictures, one of uh, Kevin Hart next to The Rock being towered <laughs> over, just fucking towered over, and then a second picture of The Rock next to Shaquille O'Neal being fucking also towered over, and the last picture of Shaquille O'Neal, Shaquille being O'Neal next to Kevin Hart? Next to fucking Yao Ming, who just oh, really? is seven foot six- Towering over Shaquille O'Neal, and it's like, look at this—we're all the same type. We're all people. We're all the same type of thing, and we can be so different. Anyway, I imagine that you felt like Kevin Hart standing next to Yao Ming. Is what I'm trying to say. Uh,
1: th- this is going to be a startling revelation. So I've been in Kevin Hart's vicinity before, huh? uh, <laughs> and at the time, I remember thinking like. He's not that short. I mean, he's taller than me. <laughs> like, it's just because I, I'm so
0: short. Yes,
1: that I'm just like, yeah, he seems normal.
0: Yeah, Kevin Hart is the same size as Maya abuelita who is like I think three feet tall, maybe.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, abuelita and I have that in common. Um, let's, should we get into this episode? Yes, I know this went off the rails immediately, but anyway, we left off last week. Joseph Smith is dead. And three years after his death, Brigham Young takes more than a third of the existing Mormons as part of his offshoot and becomes, quote, first president. Now, that's not necessarily first first. There have been other presidents. It's like more of a title. But he is, at this point, air quotes, first president on December 27th, 1847. Now, during that time, that official date of 1847, from 1845-ish, When Joseph Smith dies to 1847, a lot of shit happens. We're going to cover most of it in this episode. So one of Brigham Young's first orders of business was to complete the temple in Nauvoo. If you remember correctly, he was the main contractor. He was building it. And Nauvoo, kind of inconveniently, is in Illinois, but it is very close to Missouri. Uh, And Missouri is pissed. Not fans of Mormons. Illinois, starting to not be fans of Mormons. They yeah. seem to bring a lot of drama. They seem to bring a lot of issues. <laughs> not huge fans. Not to mention that they have just gone through this debacle with Joseph Smith dying and being trying to escape prison and any number of things. So Joseph Smith gone. Brigham Young trying to establish the temple and get everyone excited about the temple. Because he's like, hey. I know it's been rough. I, he's like the the adult that comes in and calms everyone down all the time, you know, because just Smith was like the con man. So he comes in and he's like, I know it's been a weird few months. <laughs> and everyone's like, you have no idea. You <laughs> married half of us. And then that guy died. And now half of us are widows who are now also married to you. A lot of shit's going on, guy.
0: Yeah. The last dude got shot in the face and then went, "Ah, I got shot in the face and died falling out of a window, my guy. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he finishes the temple and begins having what is called temple endowments. Uh, He does this literally for months on end, day and night, almost 24 hours a day to try and get everybody through the temple and, like, air quotes, Mormon official. We did not talk about this a ton during the Joseph Smith episode. So it's time to talk about it now. We got to talk about endowments. Are you ready?
0: Yeah, I'm particularly confused because the only way I've ever heard that word used before is well endowed. And so I feel like they're basically going to look at your dick and be like, yeah, dude, you're hung enough to be a Mormon. Get on in here, (laughs) Mr. Five Inches.
1: I have general information about what happens mm-hmm. and, and we're going to talk and we're going to talk about that. Uh, I can't guarantee that there's not some dick gazing in this process. What? <laughs> what? Just because there is. Well, we'll get to it. I'll explain where I think that might happen. I don't think it's an important part, but it might happen. No one's confirming Here or otherwise, I'm going to put a big ol' allegedly on this because they're very secretive and so we don't know for sure.
0: I don't know if you're joking or not because, okay, look at this from my perspective where I went, ho, 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 endowed like penis, ha, 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 and you went, actually, maybe. And this is a conspiracy (laughs) that has gone on for generations and all I can say is that allegedly, maybe they were looking at dicks. And now I have to Um, be like, oh, well, fuck me and my dumb ass for being Right.
1: Well, let me go through what happens, and I'll point out where I think uh-huh. in some versions there is room for potentially some exploitation. How about that?
0: Ah, okay. That makes me feel less good, but yes, let's go. Let's sure. go.
1: All right. So the general definition that we get from most websites... <laughs> is that the temple endowment is a ritual reenactment of the biblical creation account, including the expulsion from the Garden of Eden, and it ritualistically represents the mortal experience on earth and the eventual return to heaven and or God's presence. Uh, And at the end, covenants are made to represent the commitment to following God's will via the prophet on earth. Now, to understand that very vague paragraph... We got to talk about some Mormon beliefs that we have barely we've touched on, but we got to like dig into it today. So Joseph Smith's doctrine dictates that not only was Zion the essentially heaven on earth, if you want to think about it, the the millennial kingdom (laughs) in Jackson County, Missouri on earth, but the Garden of Eden was too. Now. Uh, I don't know how familiar you are with the creationist myth as it is described in the Western Bible translation that most Christian churches in the U.S. and U.K. use. um, And and other places in Europe, too, but predominantly North America, Europe. Uh, But we have to talk about it because it has some differences now. If you grew up in what I will call a non-denominational or generic flavor of Jesus, uh, you were probably taught, as I was as a child, that the, Mo- the Garden of Eden used to exist where the modern-day confluence of the Tigris and Euphrates River system is, which is essentially modern-day Iraq. Uh, now... Science and archaeology also back this up because that's where the Fertile Crescent is. That's where nearly all early civilizations are said to have emerged. So essentially, if most early civilizations are there with the Old Testament, you've got most early civilizations coming from there from an archaeological standpoint, like that that's known. Uh, And the Old Testament is set there. If you believe that canonization, that it was also written during that time. So If people during that time in that place are writing the creation myth, it makes sense that they would write it based on where they are. So that it all kind of fits, if that makes sense, even with things that are not necessarily biblical, you know, given the just, you know, general archaeological history. Uh, But according to Joseph Smith, uh, no, Jackson County, he believes that Adam and Eve retreated from the garden of eden which is somewhere south of jackson county but has yet to be found um but that they then ended up in america how did civilization end up overseas in the fertile crescent who's to say who's to say he didn't really cover that part as well yeah i mean he does it just makes no sense uh so yeah it's it's one of those ones where you're like huh what yeah it doesn't
0: that that really doesn't track at all uh well
1: it does if you believe the story of the Lamanites, because this is where mormonism loops in native americans so this is why they believe that native americans are essentially a mormons or Lamanites, uh but b are kind of like god's og chosen people the idea being that they are direct descendants of adam and eve i don't know how they explain the whole you know civilization mostly starting <laughs> over on the other side of the world <laughs> you know or at least from an archaeological record sure um i'm sure i know there are also archaeological records of people being on this continent for a very very long time
0: but sure i also yeah feel like back then there's not like i don't know that the average person knows that's where civilization started you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah,
1: no. I mean, to be honest, general population didn't it was not they had not discovered a lot of the things that we now have. Yeah. Uh as far as both genealogy and testing samples of remains found there uh, and also tracing bloodlines but also finding remains of civilizations. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it to me it makes very no sense. Um but This is what they believe at the time. And this is the version of creation that they recreate in this endowment ceremony. It's also believed that this ceremony is partially stolen from the Freemasons. So if you remember from the Joseph Smith episodes, he gets super into Freemasonry and decides to just kind of steal a lot of their rituals to make them into Mormon rituals and there is kind of a blending of Mormonism and Freemasonry a little bit too but this is believed to kind of be one that he like stole a ritual and then made it his own and just kind of like pizzazzed it up yeah so
0: i I know that I'm the one that did the research for the Freemasons so I apologize a lot if I'm remembering this incorrectly But I remember for the most part the Freemasons through history and to now uh, have been pretty chill. And are just like a bunch of dudes who are like, yeah, we hang out, you know, it's a social club. This is where, like, business deals happen, whatever. I think it's, like, dumb. I don't like it. I think it's stupid. But for the most part, not really a bad thing. Now, imagine if that whole vibe was a religion and your entire life. That's where this starts to get weird. We're like, yeah, I don't have a problem with the Freemasons. I do have a problem where your religion is the Freemasonry-ness Coming together. That sounds extra dumb.
1: Well, I I view I feel like the Freemasons are kind of like a frat.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like that—that's how I view it, basically.
0: That's Where, I'm almost certain that's what it was. It was just like a fraternity yeah. that just kept going.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like you know, th- there are definitely ceremonies and stuff within those organizations, and a lot of it is meant to just be like, hey, we've made a symbolic gesture that we're in this together. You know. And it's kind of fun to have a secret from people. I, I think so. Anyway.
0: Yeah. But you have, you have, secrets I have secrets from your uh, sorority that I think we've covered on this podcast when you told me that. I kept going like, what secrets? Like, do you know who killed JFK? Do they actually know?
1: They do. <gasps> Kappa's a known forever. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> kidding. We don't know.
0: We don't know. Um, I'm no. looking here. I see a Kappa logo on the book depository. What? I always, every single time, I have to make super sure that I don't say book suppository because I have said that many times before and look like a fucking idiot.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Hear me out, though. If you're somebody who makes suppositories, uh-huh. you should brand them as book suppositories. And then when you pull them out, printed on the suppository wrapper, it just says, it was the best of times. It was the worst <laughs> of times.
0: Honestly, I would take a suppository if uh, sticking it in my ass gave me the ability to read books uh, in full, like instantly. Just instantly? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hmm, I don't know. I enjoy the
0: process of reading books. Well, I enjoy the process of shoving stuff up my ass. So maybe you know, that's fair.
1: That's, you know, fair trade-off. I guess. The two.
0: <laughs> <laughs> books Depositories, TMTM, Cult Podcast Incorporated. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so let's get into what we kind of know about this ritual. And this is based on people who have done it and talked to the media. So. Um, according to people who have gone through this, and some of this is going to be based on the more modern version, uh, some of it's based on the older version, because obviously there are no surviving witnesses who've gone through the older version, although there are some that have gone through the FLDS version, which is said to be more similar to the older version. So, allegedly, uh, Anyone going through the endowment ceremony is required to recite, memorize scripted sections for a reenactment of the biblical creation. Uh, so it begins with a skit. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Sorry, I didn't I didn't mean to laugh. I know. <laughs> but but also and, and here's the thing. We can laugh all we want. Mm-hmm. This is not I mean, aside from the fact that it's taking place behind closed doors and it's Uh, About an account that Really doesn't make a lot of sense Uh, This is not that much Different from Call and response in other Churches where it's like if if you go and they're like, "Hey, peace be with you," and you're like, "And with your spirit." That's technically scripted. Like you're saying the yeah. same thing, look, you know. So I
0: look. We spent a whole episode in this series goofing on baptisms, all right? Like it's We're going to goof on it a bit longer today cuz it's going to come up. 100%. All I'm saying is like, look, it's fine. I don't care, but you can't tell me it's not goofy. All right? It's a little goofy.
1: I feel like somebody's done this. And if and if they haven't please do uh had baptisms at the top of a water slide.
0: Ooh. Yeah. So that
1: when you get to the bottom then you come up and it's like
0: Is there This when, is when you so I've only been to baptisms in Spanish which by the way going ah. to Spanish church and not speaking Spanish is awesome because you never know what's happening and people are getting up and, t- <laughs> and fucking <laughs> It rocks. I cannot you're recommend just it enough. Like,
1: What's gonna happen next? Yeah, I don't know.
0: It's, it's... Why do they have
1: snakes? <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> it's like the ultimate game of Simon Says, where you're just really <laughs> desperately <laughs> trying to like fit in. Um, right so I, I don't know if they I can't remember if they said it if they like do like a speech or read something but what I right. want is uh, if they do that I want the priest to be there with you like his legs around you as you go <laughs> down the slide and like the double the double
1: inflatable thing. yes like,
0: hundred percent you guys are going down together and the whole time he's like in the name of the Son of the Father and the Holy Spirit. And he, he has to get it done before you get to the bottom or else it doesn't work.
1: <laughs> I'm just picturing, we, we have a lot of street preachers here in Spanish and... It sounds almost like auctioneers sometimes because, A, they have the game turned up way too high on those microphones. So you can't understand any of it. Those speakers are blown out. But it's also even for people who speak Spanish, like Jake is fluent in Spanish. And he's like, I have no idea. (laughs) Like, I am lost. I can't understand any of this. And it's just like shouting like speed verses. And that's what I'm picturing Going down the slide behind
0: yes. you. In the name of the Santa I'm on and then they fucking slam you into it. that's the best part, is when you get down, it's not that you get dunked, it's that they have to get up and fucking shove you extra down into it. <laughs> You land and then they baptize yeah, you. Yes, a hundred percent. As soon as you oh. touch the big pool, they're fucking shoving you down. And also, I don't know what slide you're picturing, but the only two versions that are acceptable are one that's like super loop to loop. That was what I was picturing. That's the one that I prefer, but a close second place is the one water <laughs> Straight slide. Straight down yes, the big one that <laughs> just goes down a mountain. <laughs>
1: Where people like pop off (laughs) because because now here's the thing. I have not ridden one of those since I was a teenager because the last time I did, I lost the top of my swimsuit. (laughs) So, Uh I mean, like I found it. It was still around my neck, but it uh came up. Yeah. Uh so yeah. I
0: don't think there could be anything scarier than getting on one of those water slides and somebody being like, fucking go with God, homie. Boom. And then pushing <laughs> you via condos and then fucking shoving you down and hoping that you come out the other side of changed man.
1: Oh Naminu Patri to splashes. Uh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <it's> just like... <laughs> <laughs> Just go with God. If you survive, (laughs) what? Oh God! Oh, anyway. So, after you, they hand you your sides for the day. Uh You perform Uh your your creation skit. Now, I assume, and feel free to correct if you have gone through this elaborate of an endowment process. Because I know not everyone does. Modern LDS has a much shorter version of this. That is a lot... I, I from what I understand, would compare it a lot more to like a confirmation ceremony or a baptism the way that like other Christian churches do it. That, that sounds kind of more like it was like this is more the old, the fundamental one. Um, I would assume that you are probably preparing... For this scripted portion for a long time and have it memorized. Following the scripted portion, they are then symbolically washed and anointed with oil. Now, this is where I think maybe some bad things happened. Uh Uh-huh. In part because when you Google Mormon endowment ceremony... The next, you know how it's like suggested things to Google. It's like Mormon endowment ceremony, traumatism, traumatic, Mormon endowment ceremony, abuse, Mormon. I was just like, oh no. Um, so the symbolic washing, I think can take on a couple different things. Now, modern day, I would suspect, I cannot confirm because these things are very secretive, that the washing is kind of like the dripping or um, sprinkling of like baby baptisms where it's like a symbolic washing. I could be wrong. It could be like a full baptism. That could also be, or it could be like a full nude washing and then redressing, which kind of makes a little bit of sense considering that the following portion uh, you receive new names and you receive your temple garments which are supposed to be worn under your clothes so perhaps there is some undressing i don't know uh i would strongly think that maybe modern day that's not the case for many reasons but i also can't confirm because
0: yeah i'm i'm oh. going to hope against everything that yeah. that's not the current thing and also I apologize for making so many terrible jokes up top now because uh, that fucking sucks. And what I am hoping actually happened, and I know this isn't what happened, but I, I wish that it was in, it, it was more like, um, we just filled a big inflatable pool with oil and let the Mormons go at it.
1: You mean like in Big Fat Greek Wedding? Uh, 100%. Where, where she wipes them down with oil? Um, I, here's what I hope happened. I can't confirm that this is what happened, but here's my hope. And I hope this because I I hope that people are not traumatized. My hope is that you perform the skit. Then someone either sprinkles you with water and then anoints you with oil across your head, whatever. And then hands you your new garments and your new name. And you go on your merry way. How, um, how new know. of a name are we talking? I. It's just a different name. And it's secret. You're not supposed to tell anyone. It's supposed to only come up... In certain portions of the ceremony.
0: You telling me Rumpelstiltskin was a motherfucking Mormon?
1: I mean, someone should be asking these questions. <laughs> uh, no, I I equate this to a more secretive version of in Catholic confirmation where you choose a name.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and like a, yeah. So maybe that, uh, I mean, that's kind of how i i look at it and i think it's more just like this is your formal church name so that when we do church ceremonies that's the name you go by but in the outside world to non-mormons and and everything that name is not used
0: ah i get and it so like, yeah like how in normal situations my uncle's name was ariel torres right uh, but in certain circles his church name was spider or crazy fool <laughs> Is that the same thing?
1: <laughs> I think you're thinking of street name.
0: Uh, uh, I think it's the same thing.
1: I, I mean, uh, here's what I'll say. Like, I, I in the Catholic version, it's not secretive. Like, people, like, they'll tell you, and you usually, like, say it during the ceremony. Uh, and a bunch of people are there. But it's kind of like a similar idea, but private. And I think this part really does come from the Freemasons. Because this is kind of a common thing in sororities and fraternities, not for people to take on names, but for there to be secret titles. So like, you know, publicly you're standing in the group, maybe like pledge or like, you know, manager of finance or something like that within the group. Sure, And then you have a different title enclosed ceremonies that gotcha. means the same thing but it's a different word and i think that is kind of similar to what this is i think that's maybe where that comes from so yeah i don't know but it also there's a lot of instances in the bible of people getting new names that's really common
0: that's really especially after baptism i um i, I don't want to derail too much but yesterday i went to what is called law prom uh, it's called the mm-hmm. barrister's ball, I think, and they do okay. it uh, at law schools. Also, straight up, uh, just as an aside from this aside, I, I think I told you this, but I looked into buying a mariachi suit, uh, a charro yes, suit. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to get a traditional, formal Mexican wear suit. I bet they like- were expensive as fuck. They're very pricey. They're very yes. pricey, but I am gonna get one this year, hundred yes. percent. But I was looking into getting a chato suit, which, uh, to the uh, um, uninitiated, is it's like a, a, a mariachi suit. It's formal Mexican wear. Uh, I wanted to get one of those suits and show up. And when everyone looked at me funny, I was gonna go, "Oh, I thought you said La Prom. <laughs> As in the prom itself
1: is a feminine noun. Yeah, yeah, la prom. <laughs> la oh, prom. I didn't law
0: prom. Oh, oh, okay, okay, oh. okay. Wait, uh, but <laughs> I went to law prom, and one of the weirdest things was uh, watching people go up to these quote unquote important people within law, because there was like district attorneys and prosecutors and like a judge or something and these fucking like 28 year old dudes who are walking up to them and doing these crazy elaborate like handshake things and the judge being like all right (laughs) it's so fucking goofy to see these like secret things out in public it's so funny to me
1: that is like you're and i mean almost any organization has a secret handshake or a secret password or a secret something. And you're supposed to keep it secret. So if other people can spot you doing it, you're doing it wrong.
0: Yeah. I saw them do it and I wanted to like, I don't think I could do it perfectly from memory. Cause it seemed pretty intricate. And like, maybe there was some weird shit or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But if I learned that, how great would it be to just walk up to that person and just like, Hey, what up dog? And then fucking do it to them. Like it would, it would fuck their brain up forever.
1: We, Uh, used to make fun of because and we didn't know their real handshake but one of the groups on campus uh, their mascot was a dolphin and so we used to have a fake handshake that we joked was their real one in which you would swim your hands towards each other (laughs) and then just like slap against each other's forearms like a fish flapping and the whole Uh, time you're going yeah yeah Uh, and (laughs) I, I if that is their secret handshake hilarious it's not but like the joke was that it was like so obvious yeah. anyway
0: page uh, i i don't want to yeah. fucking freak you out but i oh saw god. two district attorneys doing that very same doing this, handshake
1: oh my god they were mm-hmm. both i think it was delta gamma that was <laughs> right.
0: dolphin dolphin kappa dolphin
1: yeah yeah it was delta gamma <laughs> i mean hey good for them yeah if you ever wanted to intimidate
0: them you could just leave a can of tuna that isn't dolphin safe on their (laughs) porch
1: i'm watching you (laughs) oh man anyway so once they have their new names and their garment they are then taught symbolic gestures and passwords required to pass by angels guarding the way to heaven so they have to learn like the angel handshakes And gestures. When they said gestures, I just pictured them being like West Side, and then being like, "Go on through."
0: West Side Garden. Oh, you could do the blood one. Go through. Go ahead. (laughs) That's that's what's that's what they don't want you to know is that if you can do the blood sign with your hands, you get into heaven, dude. I can't fucking do it. You popped it up immediately. Immediately,
1: my fingers are not that that dexterous.
0: Yeah, I. I want to make a new movie called All Bloods Go to Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's the exact same as All Dogs Go to Heaven, but it's just a bunch of bloods.
1: Uh, so at the end, after they learn these symbols and receive their garments, they're then asked to make covenants to serve God and his his prophet on Earth. Now, again, modern day, from what I have heard and read, and again, this is very secretive, This seems to be a much more compacted process that is not as elaborate and not as uh, potentially uh, exposed. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong. But this ceremony was a requirement. It's a prerequisite for anyone choosing to serve as missionaries or as part of the Quorum of the Twelve or celestial marriage, which is a marriage that continues into the afterlife. Which is rough when you're just like, take my wife, please. Yeah. <laughs> Even the, like, can't get away.
0: <laughs> uh, that's, is that for, and that's for all of your wives?
1: Uh, usually it seems like they pick one.
0: Oh. oh. And I think it's the
1: first. I could okay. be wrong. At least at this time, like Brigham Young's technically second because his first wife dies. But his first wife of the plural marriages, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the one that he marries uh, upon basically meeting Joseph Smith. Um, that's the one that that is the celestial marriage. And we only know because they record something called a second anointing. Now, the second anointing, which we mentioned at the end of last week when we were talking about all the wives, it's given to a couple. So that's a husband and wife couple that are anointed kings, queens, priests, and priestesses Because they move forward together as a unit and it's only provided to select couples and church leaders. So, and it's not like widely publicized either and they may not even do it anymore. But at the time, that's what was going on. So at the time, she was the only one who had that second endowment, that second anointing with him. So I would imagine that celestial marriages are kind of the same that you would designate one. And then the rest kind of live under you on the planet or whatever.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that second part's weird as hell. But well, gotcha. it's you get
1: your own planet. It's like a whole thing.
0: No, I I know that. Look, <laughs> this is how weird Mormonism is. Is that you went well? No, in Mormonism you get your own planet, and I'm like, yeah, that's not the no, weird. No, I get the planet part. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. The weird part is having to live under <laughs> a different wife. I also I do think it's a probably I don't think it's a good idea at all, but I do think if you are going to having it be the first wife be your celestial uh wife it's probably good because it would probably suck ass if you were like actually fourth wife baby (laughs) wife number
1: 14
0: (laughs) hey look i had a change to the will made and uh actually wife number four yeah she does this thing
1: with her tongue what can i say uh like yeah yeah Um, now when we get to the FLDS, we'll talk about some of this too, because these ceremonies are where a lot of abuses take place in the FLDS, particularly sealing ceremonies and and things that kind of go along with marriage. So we'll save more talk about this for then. Um, but Brigham basically does 5,000 of these endowment ceremonies within two months, from December of, 19, uh, December of 1845 to February of 1846. But right in the middle of that, in January of 1846, Nauvoo City Charter is revoked, meaning that Mormons lose control of the courts, the police, and their standing militia. And it's Illinois, right next to Missouri, or close to Missouri, I should say. So it's still open season on Mormons in Missouri, and it's about to be open season on Mormons in Illinois. Illinois has had their fill. Now, Brigham Young sent messengers to any Mormons living on the outskirts of Nauvoo. He was basically encouraging people to move to Nauvoo to try and bolster their numbers, thinking like, hey, if we outnumber them, there's not much that they can do. But he also was hedging his bets and talked with the local leaders to basically come to a peaceful solution. He wants to allow the Mormons time to gather resources and plan and then leave Nauvoo And Illinois peacefully in the spring right in the middle of this local government found out that some of the Mormons had been counterfeiting American money and Mexican money (laughs) not sure why maybe they were just like hey diversifying the portfolio
0: do you think that maybe they were getting so fed up with open season on them they were like let's flee down Mexico way
1: Yes, actually, uh, we'll get into it in just a second. And eventually we will cover the branch of the FLDS that exists in Mexico. And we'll have Todd on as a guest because that's his family. <laughs> oh! Like that's his family branch. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, we're cool. not going to get too much into it today. But yes, that you're not wrong. That is part of it. Um The other part, too, if you remember, this is now the third time that there's been kind of a fake Mormon bank. Mm -hmm. They're just kind of printing their own money willy-nilly all the time. And Illinois is kind of just fucking over it. Um, So they decide that they're not just going to try and indict the people that they caught counterfeiting. They're also going to indict the Mormon leaders, including Brigham Young. Now, Brigham Young avoids being arrested by using a costumed lookalike. (laughs) What?
0: <laughs> no come on <laughs> yes they did They did, okay i know that they didn't copy that i know that's not how it works but they did the same fucking bit in breaking bad my guy
1: and literally is basically yes like that you're not wrong basically the same. this guy sucks. they also did it in bullet train with channing tatum like you know yep. it's a time-honored tradition
0: this guy sucks ass. Like Brigham Young sucks and fuck him. But <laughs> that is such a baller fucking move <laughs> that I have not expected him to pull. And that honestly, I love it.
1: He knew they were waiting for him. So he they like dressed a guy up in his hat and cloak and sent that guy outside and that guy gets arrested. Do, do and you because... Think- he knew what was going to happen right i think so i think that guy knew and i think they knew that once they realized he wasn't brigham young they'd let him go free which is what happens um but yeah so uh on top of that they had also heard rumors that troops would be arriving to prevent them from leaving in the spring to try and charge all of them and probably murder a bunch of them just like what had been happening in missouri So they cut their losses and they get the hell out of Dodge in February instead of spring as they had planned. Now, the plan was for them to go to the Salt Lake Valley, which was a 1,200-mile journey on foot. Also, at this time, it was still part of Mexico, Ah. Uh, hence the Mexican money. Now, Brigham Young outwardly, Denied having any involvement in the counterfeiting of the American or Mexican money. But the fact that he immediately was like, let's go to Mexican territory makes people think that maybe he knew and it was partially his planning. Um, yeah. But it's unclear. There's not definitive proof either way. Uh So officially he was not involved unofficially people are like he could have been involved maybe yeah.
0: officially the first president of mormonism didn't know what was going on within mormonism. in
1: mormonism yeah percent. Yeah, uh, so uh they start making their way to the salt lake valley however here's some things about this journey at absolute best Constantly walking and not running, a healthy adult could hope to cover 20-ish miles a day on foot, depending on your gait, height, etc. But that means the journey would take about two months. But remember that this is not all able-bodied adults over flat, easy terrain. This is families of old people, children, animals, wagons, and a number of other weird things that they're going to take with them that we're going to get into in just a second over rivers, mountains, and even some deserts in late winter and early spring. This is not an easy journey. Two months is best case. There's no way they're making it in that time. And they've left at the complete wrong time of year. Now, Brigham Young realizes this very quickly and is just like, yeah, no, this is not going to work. So they stop in Nebraska. Uh, when the winter weather got too harsh to basically wait out the winter and this is where they meet a man named Thomas L Kane so he was a northerner from Philadelphia who was not Mormon and had ties to James K Polk the president at the time unsure how everything I I read was just like he had ties to the president and it's like how and they're like I oh. Um, anyway,
0: <laughs> they were they were in the Dolphins uh, fraternity together.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, considering it's a sorority, that'd be weird. Uh, but
0: uh, yeah, yeah.
1: they he writes to the Polk administration, they grant permission for the Mormons to live temporarily on Native American lands did they approve this with the native americans not really no uh does it work out for them not really no Mm -mm, no
0: yeah yeah i saw that as soon as you said that i was like oh wow that's cool that they probably went to the of course not native tribes and worked out a. they didn't do that did they (laughs) no Yeah. no uh
1: and, and it's multiple it's not just one because at this point Not everyone has been able to make the journey at the same time. They're a little spread out. So on multiple sections of, of native land, the Mormons are given kind of like a carte blanche. We get to live here. The government says so Uh Um, it does not always go over. Well, Uh, there are a handful of stories of Mormons clashing with native Americans. Unfortunately, it usually works out better for the Mormons. Uh, They do kill a number of Native Americans, not just during this time, but also further into what we will cover next week is where more of it happens. Um, But this allowed them to kind of sit out the winter, but also gave time for the other groups to catch up with them. Because people outside of Nauvoo who had heard of Brigham Young and heard that Joseph Smith died we're like, well, that's the guy we're following. So we got to catch up with him and then we'll all go together to whatever the place is. Right. So by April of 1847, they had formed a wagon train um, or at least multiple wagon trains that would encompass about 70,000 people. Um, now, 70,000 people over 20 years, I should say. Uh, this is known as the Mormon Exodus. The initial groups are probably closer to twenty to 30,000, and then there's smaller groups over the years, uh, but it's believed that Mormons came continuously for about 20 years until 1869 when the Transcontinental Railroad was completed, and then they started taking trains.
0: Uh, first of all fucking 69 nice uh nice. secondly i've known quite a few mormon families and to say they came continuously is always true actually That's true. How, yeah. how else do you think you get
1: 16 kids exactly uh, yeah now as for the original group who set out from Nauvoo, they started in 1846 february 1846 They don't get to Salt Lake until July of 1847. Wow. So for them, it's a year and a half long process. That's not as long as the journey takes, but for that particular group, that's how long it takes. And here's how long it was just to illustrate this. In the interim, America went to war with Mexico. So by the time they got there, it was no longer Mexico. It was technically America. And that doesn't get ratified until 1848. But literally anything they've done to prepare to like collaborate with the Mexican government, useless. All that counterfeited Mexican money,
0: useless. Yeah. And probably not at all helpful in fact having a bunch of mexican money on you after that probably would make the american government not like you very much a
1: little suspicious yeah they it is not an easy transition for sure um but let's go back to them waiting out that winter in nebraska they know that they have to establish a trail and figure out how they're going to get all these people to the west at once. And it's not easy and it's not safe. Remember, this is 1847. So Brigham Young organizes a group of some of their strongest and fastest to establish the best trail west of the Rocky Mountains. They knew it was a treacherous journey because there was already another large group that had gone missing the year before. You might know them as the Donner Party. Oh! <laughs> not great. Bad. Uh, didn't turn out okay. Uh, so... The plan was for this initial group called the Vanguard Group to break the trail, scout locations, and gain information about the water and the local tribes. The goal would be to establish a foothold that later groups could maintain over time. And they planned specifically to avoid the Oregon Trail. Now, we don't know if this is because of the Donner Party, because, I mean, information did not travel fast at this time. They may not have known. Um, But I think there were stories of the trail being dangerous. So they actually choose... To take a route along the north side of the Platte River. Because you know Mormons love plates. Mm. (laughs) Mm
0: Hmm.
1: Yep. Yep. Anyway. uh, So he consults with the group of leaders. uh, The Quorum of the Twelve. And he had just sent some of them to the UK. To get money. To fund this voyage. And they do. They come back with a handful of, of. Not a handful. I mean more than. They come back with money. Uh. So it's enough to finance sending a group of one hundred and forty three men, including three enslaved men, because, you know, racism uh, and the Mormons played fast and loose with their views on slavery, where they basically were like, no, we're anti-slavery unless you're already enslaved, in which case nothing we could do about that. Right. Let's take them like it's it's real fucked up. Um, But this also includes eight members of the Quorum of Twelve, which were the leaders Three women and two children. So they would be fairly fast. There's not a lot of women and children with them. Not that women and children are inherently slow, but at this time, managing children, they can only walk so fast. It does limit your capabilities. So the fewer of them that you have, the faster the train goes.
0: Also, I, I do want to say straight up, children are slow as shit. They're, yeah, uh, children um, are a, slow as hell. A fucking nightmare to travel with, even now. You ever go through an airport with a child? Oh my God.
1: Oh my God, getting stuck in TSA behind a family with children. It's my yeah, nightmare. It's awful. It's I terrible. could be two hours early for my flight and I'm like, I'm going to miss this flight.
0: <laughs> yeah, I uh, look, I've said it probably on this podcast before, maybe on different podcasts. Uh, if I am ever elected to any type of office, my first bill is uh, any child under the age of Let's go 18. Must be... You have to check them like a dog. Like, they go... <laughs> no. They fly under the plane.
1: No. See, here's here's what I want instead. Because I feel like it could make both groups happy. Uh, I feel like I could... I want the option to pay extra to be on child-free flights.
0: <laughs> I'll gladly
1: like, do it. Take like, my money.
0: This is my other request that I have definitely said on here before, which is let me go to Disneyland with no children there. Please.
1: I have been to Disneyland with no children uh, because I've been there for like a private event at night
0: Yeah, when there were no children. I've done that too, and it's awesome. It's
1: wild. Yeah, it's a whole different experience. But here's the thing, because here's the thing. I know families got to travel. I know you got your kids. You can't help it. They're kids. They got to go to Portland for some reason. Uh, just charge me 20 extra bucks or whatever and have a plane of just adults on business trips and then a plane of all families where there's a whole bunch of kids. Maybe they could play together. Like, whatever. No one has to worry about disturbing anybody because there's just all kids. And you get to pay the regular rate. I'll pay extra. And that's that seems fair to me.
0: Yeah, I think that that's going to be harder to do. And I think it's actually easier, smarter, and better to just check all children or they fly. (laughs) They're not going to survive, Armando. Well, if they make it, they make it. If they don't, they don't. That's the price you pay for traveling with your fucking family. No. They put dogs under there. They do put dogs under there. Uh, it's not always great for the dogs It doesn't always turn out good for the dogs Okay then flip it then put the children under there And bring the dogs back because I like dogs More than I like babies
1: Oh man uh, On our way to Switzerland no our, our way to Frankfurt On our way to Frankfurt uh, The kids in front of Jake Like Their parents were in first class But the kids were in economy Which first of all fuck you guys like at least sit next to
0: them like really see i'm that rocks that's a dope move and a baller move by the parents
1: they just left them in economy and uh the kid had like leaned his his chair was like broken and we already had like no leg room because there was like a cable box under the seat so we couldn't extend our legs and the kid leaned his chair like into our lap practically and jake had to like get out so i could go to the bathroom and then i was trying to get in and jake asked the kid like hey could you move your chair up just a little bit and the dad came from first class to come yell at jake for daring to ask his kid to move the seat and we were like fuck this whole plane
0: yeah that's not gonna (laughs) fly with me
1: oh like he's six foot two he needs to he has to be able to sit comfortably somehow like this is just
0: yeah there's uh, look, i don't i don't like i don't like whipping this out very often it's not a thing that i'll try to do but there is just a beautiful moment that i can pull mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. the giant brown man where if that happens to me all i have to do is the fuck you say to me and then everything <laughs> everything goes away there's no one wants to deal with a guy with a what the fuck you say to me energy level of guy
1: yeah my jake usually just stands up and then people are like never mind
0: yeah 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 Yeah, no that is the there has been several flights that i've been on where like i'm by the way i don't i don't i'm not bragging about this i feel bad about this but like Sometimes if I can't get extended legs, my fucking knees are into the chair in front of me. Yeah. And I know that that sucks. I don't like doing it. And I, I hate my options are basically like extra man spread, which sucks for everyone next to me, or like have my knees digging in and it sucks. And I know I've annoyed people. And then what makes me feel better is when the flight's over and I stand up and they have to fucking crane their head backwards to look up at me and they go, oh, okay, never mind." yeah yeah all yeah. good yeah all chill
1: all chill anyway and so, then i
0: lean down and i go what the fuck did you say what to
1: you, me? Fuck you say uh in their overhead compartment on this wagon train uh they were carrying <laughs> 73 wagons so it was 73 wagons long one yeah. cannon just one <laughs> uh uh-huh. 93 horses, 52 mules, 66 oxen, so that's male cows and 19 cow cows, which are lady cows. Okay. Uh 17 dogs, a handful of chickens in a coop cart, so a cart designed to be a chicken coop on the go, which honestly, respect it. That's crazy. <laughs> but that's how they had eggs and shit. Um and they had enough supplies to last a year. They were divided into 14 groups. Of just a couple wagons each, each with a leader to make sure that the groups could keep up. And within that 143, they had a militia. And we will pick up with their journey next
0: week. Yeah, I um, I don't love the militia part, but other than that, that's an efficient way to travel. That feels yeah. good.
1: I think that militia is a little bit of a cliffhanger for what's going to happen next week. Next week oh. is going to get bloody unfortunately yes
0: oh you know what that's what's missing from travel these days i say that (laughs) hand-to-hand combat yeah i would say say... that's what
1: tsa is kind of like these days
0: oh 100 percent they're definitely putting their hand-to-hands all over my fucking body every time i go through a goddamn metal your combat
1: if you will yeah
0: yeah look all i'm saying is tsa is constantly checking my wagon if you know what i'm saying (laughs) You got a chicken coop they, in there? <laughs> one time they touched my cannon. So uh, <laughs> I, I what I guess what I'm saying is that uh, in terms of bringing back violence to travel, I'm not saying that you should be required to kill somebody. But I am saying that before a flight, an hour before, we have fights. And that's how we decide who gets to Who gets to on sit- the plane. <laughs> No, 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 no. Everyone gets on the plane. That's how we decide who gets the exit row. Oh, you think you're capable enough to help the entire plane? Then fucking fight me for it, dude.
1: I Here's the thing. I would never fight you for an exit row. That's all you. But I will actively try to sit in an exit row if it's a crowded plane, knowing mm-hmm. that it's a, a roomier seat. Because like some people don't like to sit there. They freak out and they're just like... I don't like the pressure or I don't like the fact that the seat in front of me is so far away so I can't get to my backpack. I don't know what it is, but I don't mind. So I'll sit in extra rows all day long.
0: I do like that thought of, like, I, I might crack under the pressure because 100% the plane goes down. They're like, you have a responsibility to help everybody. Fuck everybody. I'm, <laughs> I'm first out. on the
1: slide. Let's go. Yeah.
0: First in, <laughs> first out, baby. I'm done. I'm gone. And I have my laptop with me. I didn't check a bag. I'm yeah. fucking surviving. I'm, I'm watching Lost right now. <laughs> and I am so ready for... Uh, to get stranded on an island it's not even a bit i just started watching lost never seen the show Uh, i know how it ends Uh, everyone does it's a meme at this point but i am enjoying the show thoroughly but every so often uh like they talk about like oh we're running out of fresh water or something right and so i've learned how to desalinate water (laughs) just because i watched lost and went well what if that happens to me i need to know how to drink water Um, spoiler alert, it's super hard and it's gonna suck ass, but now I know how to do it. Yeah, you have to
1: like boil the salt off, right?
0: No, that's what I thought too. Oh. So what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to you okay you basically take a big container and Mm -hmm. you fill that with salinated water. And then you take a smaller container like a cup and you put it in the center of it, but it's empty. And then you cover the entire thing with like plastic wrap and put a rock in the center of the plastic wrap uh, so that it sort of bends down a little bit, and then you put the whole thing in the sun. So that way, the water will evaporate and go up into and the then cup, drip down into the cup, and that's how you desalinate. And it
1: leaves the salt. Okay.
0: Yeah, I also, I also thought you boiled the water because that, I, but that's how you make clean water. So I think actually, technically, you boil it you're, first. You're supposed to desalinate and then boil, and then boil it. Okay which you're losing a ton of water both times. So yeah. the process sounds like it's going to suck ass, which is why instead I check a bag with 47 bottles of uh <laughs> of Voss water. And it's definitely And you lose burn. it
1: every time you go through TSA. They're just like, "Sure."
0: Yeah. Uh if they put my shit through an x-ray, it looks like I'm smuggling fucking uranium. I just have a bunch of big long rods in my bag um maybe that was the wrong phrasing for that hey thank you so much for listening to our show please support my bill to check all babies that's right we're gonna put them under the plane no
1: no no support my bill for us to pay extra for child free flights let's like duke it out which one do you want
0: <laughs> yeah are you voting for bill uh let's say bill check which is it sounds like a football player uh where that's where you check all babies or are you <laughs> Look, I almost did you dirty right there because I was gonna—I was trying to think of what it could be, and I was like the segregation bill. No, uh, I was gonna no. say bill spend. Bill spend is pretty good, or the family flight bill is pretty good. The Family
1: good. flight bill. There you go. That there sounds you go. much
0: more. That sounds much more friendly. The family flight bill or uh, <laughs> what I'm calling the peaceful flight bill, both get you the same experience. But I want to hear your thoughts. Go ahead and send that to us. Um, Uh, We'll give you the socials here in a second. Hey, if you want to talk to me, if you want to see what me and my platform is all about, other than (laughs) putting children underneath a plane, apparently, um, you can find me on all social media. That's Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, fucking Twitch, baby. All that fun stuff. At Mondo does stuff. That's M-A-N-D-O does stuff. All one word. Uh, I am going to be in Austin, Texas this month. Uh, probably doing a couple of shows out there. I'm also going to Boston, Massachusetts. Boston. Boston. I'm gonna eat some fucking Dunkin'. That's not Get none some of that. Dunkin' guy. Yeah. Burglar, smuggler. Cat khakis. There we go. I'm ready to go. Uh, I'm going to Boston. I'm going to Austin, uh, and then uh, you can find show dates for the stuff that I have going on out there on Instagram. Again, that's at Mondo M A N D O Does Stuff. Thank you. I love you. Good night. Goodbye. Good luck. Mwah.
1: Hey, it's your girl page. I'm here every week. If you want to hear my voice more, you could listen to horror virgin and romancing the pod. And if you want to hear my thoughts and not my voice, you could listen to ship hits the fan. Uh, if you want to see me live March 23rd in Los Angeles and Culver city uh, at jam in the van, I will be battling uh, in the Bay versus LA roast battle. It's going to be a blast. It will sell out. Tickets have not been released yet. Um, but as soon as they are, keep an eye on Instagram and get on it. They sold out within like a day last time. So yeah. uh, keep your eye on that. If then, you've always wanted oh,
0: yeah. to see that type of show and page in that type of show, you go to this one. It's going to yeah. rock.
1: It's going to be amazing. Uh, but if you are not in Los Angeles, if you're in the Bay Area and you're not going to be in Los Angeles in March then check me out at Cobbs in San Francisco, also Battling Bay versus LA on 420, my dogs. That's going to be a kick-ass show as well. As soon as those tickets are released, I will also post them. In between those two shows, we will be at Panic Fest April 15th. Uh, As soon as tickets are available, we will post those also. Uh, And if you are in Tokyo, I will be there in early June i'll post more details as i have them uh but yeah other than that uh, you can follow me on instagram at rampage wesley uh, as well as tiktok or twitter at page wesley love you so much bye
0: yeah and we'll have more information about panic fest uh which is going on that weekend of april 15th uh that's going to be in kansas city missouri and a special announcement if you are in delaware fuck you that's all (laughs)
1: we're already new hampshire's least favorite podcast
0: yeah they can both eat my ass how about that right. if you're in new hampshire if you if, whoa that wasn't right cut that out if you're a you new Amp- hampshire to be
1: in new hampshire
0: <laughs> if you're in new hampshire suck my butt you bitch
1: hey hey we can't just be fighting with whole states at this point but if we're gonna arizona What's up? I just
0: no, I'm I, I just got an email from the governor of new hampshire it says what the fuck you say to me
1: <laughs> calm down and cry about it with rhode island um <laughs> no this is we gotta stop this we can't we love everybody mostly uh yeah
0: <laughs> i just i'm i'm really excited for the one person who's like who heard us go if you're in delaware and they went yeah yeah fuck you <laughs> No. Uh, oh. I love you. Um, hey, if you want to follow us, uh we're on Instagram at Colt Podcast.
1: Or Twitter at Cult Podcast Show.
0: And you can hit up both of those uh, to tell us whether you're pro uh checked flight or pro family flight bill. Mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. Instagram, Twitter. Or you can send us an email to cult show at gmail.com.
1: And if you want to send us provisions for our journey across the Rocky Mountains, mm-hmm. you could send them to 3756 West Avenue 40, Sweet K, number 237, like, like The, the Shining. Shining, Los Angeles, California, 90065.
0: And uh, for this one, Paige is going to say.
1: I'm going to say don't drink salinated water it's bad for you
0: it's very very bad for you water water everywhere and not a drop to drink
1: yep uh and don't drink the kool-aid bye